coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed on Movies. I'm Teddy. And I'm Matt. And this week, we're going kind of back to our roots uh, back to some of the original stuff that we started this podcast for. We're talking about the Oscars this week. I like the idea that that's our roots. The Oscars are our <laughs> that's, roots. That's what we do. We we watch movies for the Oscars, and then we gloat about it when we've seen all the movies, and nobody else knows what the hell they're talking about when they get to the foreign films and cinematography nominees. Well, I guess that is pretty accurate. We do like to gloat about that. <laughs> kind of our deal but yes um we're here prepping up for another oscar season we know the the nominations came back a while <laughs> back but uh it's been a while getting this started we've had a couple recordings that did not go as planned yeah. um but we've just decided to press ahead into oscar season and it's going to be a very unusual season this year um First of all, obviously, the ceremony is taking place in April this time as opposed to like the end of February, beginning of March, like it usually does. Um, so that's obviously the COVID-19 pandemic has changed a lot in how everything is done and the Oscars are no exception. Um, so the, the ceremony has been affected. The films that are nominated have been affected and they like most of them you can't even see in theaters. So um, there are going to be a lot of unique challenges this year, but we're raring to go. We sure are. You know, it's fun to try sometimes. Um, and I should get a participation trophy just for trying to see all the Oscars movies this year. It's going to be fun. It's fun to sit down and watch all these movies alone in my apartment. And <laughs> <laughs> the way the way God intended. The way the yeah. Lord intended. Uh, that's like, yeah. That's cinema right there. <laughs> that's cinema, baby. Movie magic. <laughs> um, can't wait. Um, really looking forward to it. Yeah, but um, this year, on on top of the fact that we're going to be a bit challenged by having to watch every movie at home, at least. A lot of them are available on streaming, yes. but of course, there's all, every Oscar season. There's always a few challenge movies. We'll get to that later on. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be trying to watch most of them at home, and already we're at uh, like a huge disadvantage here because we have <laughs> we've been putting very little effort into watching the kind of movies that we knew we were going to get nominated. Right. And I knew we were going to run into this issue, but you know, you know how it is. We've been trapped in this living hell for a full year now and all we want to do is watch terrible horror movies and rock of ages yep and that's correct and imagine my surprise when we get to the oscar nominations and the 2012 film adaptation of the um jukebox musical rock of ages is not one of the nominees for best I picture get a single nomination do you know how yeah. insane that is not, not you one. Think, you'd think they'd at least give it like best original song for Undercover Love. Come yes. On. Oh, I, for a hot second, I was like, uh, this is a jukebox musical. So I don't um, but yeah, you under, get... Undercover Love, you know, Undercover Love featured phenomenal lyrics. Like 
got a sexy milk feed. Um, <laughs> God. Um, um, so how did yeah. that not get nominated? I don't know. So, yeah, well, somehow it didn't. But so we're stuck here basically having to watch the entire Oscar slate from scratch here uh, with about a month to go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is yeah. unprecedented times. Um, and an unprecedented challenge for us because usually this time of year, well, not like this time of year, but this stage in the Oscar cycle, where we're about a month out and we're like, Ooh, it's time to really buckle down. Usually by then I've seen like half of the nominees. So I'm like, Oh, well I can at least check off these right. this year. I have only seen one of the best picture nominees. Yep. I can't think of a time in the last 10 years, even before I started really trying to see every movie when that was the case. Right. So <laughs> it's going to be quite the challenge. I've done my typical spreadsheet where I try to figure out what movies I have left to watch. And it's telling me that as of this afternoon, I have 49 movies left to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> now 15 of those are short. So that's going to make, make it a little easier, but that's still 34 features. <laughs> right. In right. there. Um, and I do feel like we did kind of get a little lucky in the fact that the ones that are like the big nominees this year seem to have gotten more than usual. Like Mank got 10 nominations. Yeah. And then we got like a whole bunch with six or five. Um, so it's those one, it's those ones that get one nomination that really kill you. You're like, yeah. I gotta watch this whole movie just for one nomination. Are there, yeah. But, especially when it's like best original song and that's it. Um, <laughs> Uh, breakthrough um oh my god uh, but like yeah so we are fortunate in that i mean it's also just that like the circumstances of the past year probably dictated that there could only be but so many movies being nominated anyway so some movies were going to get 10 nominations i mean <laughs> like yeah. there, there were only but so many big good like prestige movies that were released because people put off their big movies right um so. Yeah, I mean, so many movies that would have been released last year, still like last summer or so, like still have not been released. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of those were blockbusters too. So they might not yeah. have seen all those. Blockbusters are the ones that I guess mostly got put off, um, and some of them yeah. got released against the kicking and screaming of their filmmakers. But that's neither here nor there. Um, the Tenet situation is very interesting now. Oh, yeah. And that Tenet was nominated for two awards and did see a theatrical release. But yes. it was not what anyone expected it to be. Well, and Tenet, now, um, uh, Tenet, can, Tenet didn't need a whole bunch of awards. So it's, the, one, the two awards it got seemed fine. Um, could you imagine if like Tenet had been nominated for like sound? I would have been like, this is offensive. The sound in that movie was like <laughs> oppressive. Um, I don't know what it is with Christopher Nolan and sound, but yeah, it's always just, it gets worse every movie. You know, it's like harder and harder to hear what's going on. I thought Dunkirk had really good sound. Like You're right. really good. And it was like Dunkirk the, was a reversal of that trend. Yeah, but yeah, I agree that otherwise it's like Jesus Christ, Nolan. Like, like you're watching this movie, and maybe it, it didn't help that I wasn't watching it in a movie theater. But like, I'm watching it, and I was like, I don't know what anyone's saying. I don't understand. Like, I can't understand them because the sound is ridiculous. Like, 
none of this is right. Um, so yeah, that's just like my complaint about Tenet for the day. Um, but I, you know, anyway, Tenet got two nominations and those are fine. Um, Tenet is like the, there weren't that many blockbusters that were nominated, obviously, because there weren't that many that came out, <laughs> but Tenet yeah. is one of them. Tenet um, got the same number of nominations as that Pinocchio movie. So, okay. Well, wait, <laughs> I don't feel positively about Pinocchio as a role right now. So if we could just leave Pinocchio alone. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. You've been traumatized <laughs> yeah. by those commercials. I'm very upset by Pinocchio. Playing during March Madness. Yeah. Um, Tenet also got the same number of nominations as Mulan. So, you know. Yeah, so we're gonna have to watch Mulan too. It actually, um, hey. it got the same nominations as Mulan. It literally, no, no, okay, Mulan got costume design, not production design. Sorry. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But like, I just had a sudden revelation here. Are you going to have to subscribe to Disney Plus to watch some of these movies? Yeah. So yes. So um, well, <laughs> the, the fun fact is that I've already, I'm currently subscribed to Disney Plus because I subscribed on a on a trial basis to watch WandaVision. Um. Oh yes. Which yeah. I watched in like two days. It was like a 48 hour affair for me, and then I was done. Um, and I forgot to cancel. So I've got it for like a month anyway. Um, so I need to just like power through it. Like yeah, all the Disney ones, yeah. Um, so they've got Mulan, and apparently the one and only Ivan is available on there as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, at least, or maybe I did, a, but I forgot. I don't know. Um, that's according to thegoldnight.com, which is a great resource for all your Oscar watch preparation needs. Right. I mean, that's um, how I. Oh yeah, I've got it listed as being on Disney Plus. Um, that's the old the the Disney Plus is how I watch Soul. I mean, um. It's how I'll watch Onward, right? So Right, yeah. See, I've already watched both of those because yeah. I've had Disney Plus. Well, I have class. watched Soul. Yeah. I watched that this morning, literally in bed. I woke up and I said, I'm watching a movie now. So before even getting out of bed, <laughs> I just turned on a movie. Um, so that's what happened this morning. Yeah. My intent was to watch one last night, and then all of a sudden it was 2 a.m. I'm like, probably a bad time to start one. Hmm. Yeah, you but don't say. Um, I had to, I got up today, and I watched a movie, so I'm I'm trying to push forward. I've watched two today, so I'm doing well. Um, this is the most productive movie-watching day I've had in a really long time, So, because I've been like out of the movie loop for like three weeks now, it feels. Um, I've been watching so much more prestige television. You know, I literally don't know what I've been doing for the past three weeks. I literally don't <laughs> understand. Like, what have I, how have I passed time? I mean, like, for the past, like, couple of weeks or, like, week, it's been, like, basketball. Like, for, like, a, you know, a solid four days, I just watched basketball. And, That's true. Yeah. And, like, you know. Literally so, spent four days watching nothing but basketball. Right. But, like, otherwise, outside of this past three weeks, like, what have I done? Like, I don't understand. I don't know how I've passed the time. The big thing is that I'm not really drinking coffee right now. So what's really happening is just that my days are really short because I keep going to sleep really early because <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. Um, oh, God. So that's actually what it's coming to is that, like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I got to work now. And then I'm like, work ends. I'm like, I got to work out. I got to clean. I got to make dinner. And then it's like, what the fuck? My day's over. And then I go to sleep. Um, so that's what's actually happening. Um, <laughs> that's our here and then you oh, the way you like, live is by ignoring all those things you're supposed to do yeah well if i ignore the things i'm supposed to do i start having a meltdown so we're not doing that um <laughs> we're gonna do the things we have to do also if i like leave dust lingering in my apartment i suddenly like can't stop coughing and my throat becomes sore for like a week so like actually i have to like take care of that oh um, yeah so i have yeah, to I, clean I, all I mean, the time I'm... right now um 
I probably should be doing that. But then it's like you clean the place and then the dust comes back a week later. And you know like, what? I have what? a bone to pick with this. This is true. This is a really good point, And this is not related to the podcast at all. But I, fun fact, got a PlayStation 5 yesterday. And it, it arrived and I like cleaned it off. And it was like pristine when I set it up. This morning I woke up and it had a thin layer of dust on it. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like I'm I... I cleaned yesterday. I cleaned down my, like I dusted and cleaned my entire living room. And I woke up this morning and there was dust. And I was like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this. What is Joe Biden's plan to make this stop? This has to Come end. It ha- there has to be an end to this. Like, dust Sleepy has to Joe, stop. take care of the dust in my house. This is um, ridiculous. This is getting absurd. And I know that dust is 50% my own skin or whatever. Well, you know what? My skin has to stop. It has to end. <laughs> I'm so mad. I hate dust. And I'm like, it's in past year, I've become allergic to dust, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm my throat is sore all the time and I blame the dust. So you're going to end up flaying yourself like that girl at the end of Martyrs just so you could be like, no more. I'm no more ha- dust. Hell, I'm going to house Bolton myself. I'm just going to be like, all right, time. Take me, house Bolton. Flay me and hang me from your rack. I don't care. <laughs> like... <sighs> I'm so mad. Yeah. Anyway, I do. I do swear that the the stuff that they make video game consoles out of is particularly uh, attracts dust. It, yeah, dust clings it, to it. It's the it. same like, problem with my PS. I do think there's actually like it a, off. Yeah, I think there's like a static effect, like because it's electric electronic. I do think there's like some sort of effect. That's there. true, but even when it's off, I yeah. feel like I guess well, there's but still I keep some mine, electricity. Yeah. Oh, well, I was gonna say I keep mine in by. rest mode, so like right. yeah. Um, so I guess that like, you know, there it, it is doing that. But it wasn't just that this morning. Like, I, you know, I want to be clear. It was like, yeah, there's a thin layer of dust on some other things too. So like, I just think that like, I have this like whole theory. Like I live on top of a subway station. I'm pretty sure that my building is constantly slightly rattling. So I think that that's like part of it. Like I have this, I'm convinced that that is where the dust is coming from. Even though I know, like, it's not like the subway rattling is shaking off my skin. Like I know that's not happening, but in my head, the, the, the subway rattling that it's is not happening. You can't. And the other thing that I can't prove is that it's not like kicking dust up constantly and making it resettle. And so like, that's what I think is, you know, like I'm sick of dusting because what dusting is, is like I dust and I'm just throwing dust into the air for it to settle back down to the same place. I just threw it off of like, I'm so tired of it. This is so exhausting. Being a human is so tiring. I don't understand. I have to wake up and do my little work tasks and throw dust into the air and decide what to eat for dinner every fucking day of my life. Anyway, um, so here's my so, rant on being a human. So um, so that's why we're a little behind in the Oscar watch It's right all now. the dust. <laughs> There's been a lot happening. And it's been distracting us. And I feel like when you're at home all the time, those little domestic tasks really sort of take a lot more out of you. Yeah, I will say being home all the time, I become somebody who just like has to clean constantly. Like it's like I go crazy now. You know, normally I'm used to not spending that much waking time at my apartment. But now it's like that's all I do. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on at any given moment? So I've probably become cleaner than I've ever been in my life, despite the fact that I'm generally a very messy person. And if you looked at my apartment right now, you would not think that I've been cleaning a lot more. (laughs) But I've certainly noticed the last year. Well, there's a difference between you can't ignore the mess and being like clutter is not unclean. Clutter is just clutter. But like, you know, like now I'm like, I like I don't know. It's just a whole thing. I like I'm good. I'm going to be a a nightmare housewife someday. So sorry. (laughs) Um. <laughs> so yeah but we're we're pushing forward 
We're trying to overcome the the challenges of daily life and the Oscarless simultaneously. And we thought we'd just talk about a couple of the movies we've watched recently. Uh, and yeah. since you mentioned this already, why don't we talk about Soul, which is nominated for um, Best Animated Feature. That's all. No, also Score, right? It's got score. Yeah, Score as well. So another also Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross. Sound. Speaking of yeah. sound. Um, yay, Soul. I liked Soul. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I don't really know. I mean, I don't know what more depth I was about to go into there. I liked Soul. I didn't think, like, as far as, like, Pixar movies go, it wasn't, like, my favorite. But, like, I thought it was good. I felt I felt like at moments it was a little, like, underbaked, maybe. Um, mm. Some of the elements I was like, I don't really know what we're going for here. But, like, in general, I liked it. Um, I thought it was quite good. I really liked the score, so I see why it was nominated for Best Original Score. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the music as a whole in the movie and um, there's there are really two different kinds of music um, prominent in this film. First of all, there's the jazz because um, yeah. the main character of Soul is a jazz musician. So there's lots yeah. of jazz in here, courtesy of John Baptiste of Stay Human. Yes. Um, and that was really good. But also there's the uh, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross score. Uh, which is like sort of this minimalistic um, electronic music. And I thought that was really good. I like I for, when I heard that Trent Reznor did the score for a Pixar movie, I was like, what? Like, right. <laughs> what could that, how could that finish? But like when you see it in the movie, it's like, oh, this like this fits perfectly. Like the, the weird way that they've set up this afterlife slash before life, whatever other realm that souls come from. Um it, it does sort of make sense that it's like this minimalistic Trent Reznor kind of score. It's certainly not uh classic nine inch nails type music, but as, as we yeah. know, Trent Reznor does a lot of well, different Trent, kinds of I was going to say Trent Reznor scoring is never like classic nine inch nails type music. Yeah. You know what? Um, the, like the, the, so let's talk about like the design of the great beyond or whatever. It's like the great beyond slash the great before um, slash mm -hmm. the zone. These are what these places are called. Um, okay. And all of them, to me, in my mind, felt like the Wii Marketplace or something. Like <laughs> it does, yes. <laughs> like I was like, are we like in that like part when you like turn on your Wii and like there are all the little me's walking around and that like that's like what I kept thinking and like even the design of the characters was like kind of reminiscent of like me's because they had like those like big heads and like little bodies um I was like these this all feels like I'm playing a Wii game um and then like the the like the leaders would talk it's either like most of them were named Jerry but not all of them like the the leaders of the great beyond like I guess not the the leaders is the wrong word because they're not like political leaders or whatever they're just like you know they're like bureaucrats or whatever um and they're but like they all had this like electronic tinge to their voice that I was like, I it's like Alexa is talking to me, but like gently. Yeah, um, <laughs> they were, they were like Alexa and yeah, they, they all had that kind of electronic personality vibe to them. Yeah. Um, so it was just like a really interesting choice for it because it like, it was so reminiscent of like electronics in our current life, which I thought was like an interesting, I don't know if it was intentional, but it's hard not to think that things are intentional at Pixar, but like, um, yeah, it was just like a very, 
I was like, I was watching it. And I was like, I feel like I'm like playing a Wii game, which already feels also playing a Wii game feels dated in 2021. So right. that was also like a fun. I think there's just like kind of a cleanness and freshness that's associated with like that minimalistic yeah. electronic type vibe. Yeah. Um, and that fits with like the idea of like a before place where it's like everything is neat. You're just like your little soul and you're floating around learning your little uh attributes and whatever that make and you who you are the, like the great before you know like they're in that like it's kind of like a big graph i don't know what it is but it, i kept thinking it was like the like pixar equivalent of like that windows xp background that's like a sunny knoll like under a blue sky <laughs> yeah like <laughs> um you know the one that one windows xp mm-hmm. background um, that one yes yeah. Um, but yeah it was cool it was interesting um and I thought it was an interesting juxtaposition to like the the design of New York City in this movie. Um, like, God, these I gotta stop watching things set in New York City. It's just like too many right now. Um, <laughs> there have been so many this year. They'll be like running around like the Lower East Side, and I'm like, all right, I just gotta, I can't do this because this is just like hitting too close to home. I haven't seen the Lower East Side in over a year. Thanks. Um, oh no. Well, you know, I live in Brooklyn, but um, yeah. Yeah, I I I just thought it was interesting. I really liked the like sparseness of like the Great Before and Beyond in a way, mixed against like that that the chaotic vibe of New York City in this movie, which of course is the only way you can depict New York City if you're gonna put it in a movie. Um but yeah, it was interesting and I really liked it. Um I liked a lot about Soul. I liked it. It was nice. It was it felt pretty timely to get a movie about how like the, the joy of life is just like living period. Um, that felt like right. timely and appropriate like that. Obviously this movie was conceived, conceived outside of COVID concerns, but it felt particularly relevant after a year of so much loss and death. Like, <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah. And I, I did think that overall, like it had kind of an interesting message that it was like, Oh, you're not really meant to be anything. Like, even though this process, like, sort of sets things out to, like, give you certain attributes and stuff, you feel like they're setting it up to be like, everybody's got some purpose or whatever. But then they're like, no, like, this is just who you are, but you can do with it whatever you want. And that, like, the movie kind of ends on a bit of a cliffhanger for that reason. It's like, well, who knows what... Uh, what the characters are going to end up doing yeah. because they, they can make their own choices and they're going to come to their own decisions down the right. line. Right. I really did want to know what 22, like what she became. Um, I was very interested in what 22 became. Yeah. I did not get to learn that. And that's too bad. Um, but I really did appreciate that the, the, you know, the plot of the movie wasn't, or the, the narrative thrust of the movie wasn't like, Oh yeah. yeah. The, the thrust was like, it's okay if you don't do some big thing. Like there's so much joy in like the little things in life. And that's cool too. Um, I like that. I appreciate that because most of us will not do some big thing with our lives. Um, we're, you know, that's just like not realistic. So, um, but yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought it was good. I really appreciated that. I thought it was really good to watch right now in the middle of, you know, hopefully the end of a pandemic, but maybe, you know, not because cases <laughs> are getting worse again in the United States. So <laughs> fun fact, um, nothing but a good time here in the U S of a, um, but yeah, so Soul, very good. Really liked it. Um, also, of course, it was nice that it was like, you know, about a, a, an art form that is largely like black. And they also like the human cast of the movie was mostly black. That was nice. Like the characters. Um, 
that was nice. That was nice to see mm-hmm. from the Pixar movie. Um, don't want to give it too much credit because it's taken long enough, but it is still nice to see. <laughs> um, That's true. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was good too. It's hard. I mean, it's, I mean, again, after the past year, it's hard not to, you know, tie that back to just like what the past year we have seen in the United States. Um, so yeah, it was nice. I thought that was good too. So all in all, very good. I liked Soul. I thought it was good. Again, I thought some of the elements of it were just like a little like, I don't know, like maybe it wasn't fully fleshed out ideas, but I felt the same way about like Inside Out and I still loved it. So that's okay. Um, but. Right. I mean, it, it had like, it, it's pretty good, but you know, like Pixar, you're always expecting the moon. And if it falls even slightly short, you're like, oh, it was all right. Exactly. That's it the was- thing. Like if I compared this to other just like animated features, very good I and mean, i'm like superior to a lot of them but like <laughs> comparing yeah. it to other pixar you know it didn't have that moment for me like the every pixar movie has where they're just like and you're gonna cry now and you're like yes i am right um this one didn't do that for me yeah. but it was still you know it was touching and like the characters were well thought out and yeah. it had a like a pretty good storyline and like it doesn't it doesn't have like a really big narrative it's more sort of an exploration of these ideas in brief. Right. And as we said, cause it ends on a cliffhanger, there's no like really big tying together of everything that's happened in the movie, but um, it works for what they're trying to do. I think. Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. I think it would like sort of defeat the purpose of the film. If there were some big, like you're going to cry now moment. I mean, that's like, isn't the point of the movie that there, it doesn't have to be some big thing or moment. Like that's like the whole thing. Um, so yeah. Um, but I like, uh, yeah. I really liked it. So this was a good start to my day and a good, really like my first Oscar nominated watch. I mean, I'd seen others, but the first one that I've like, will like specifically chosen because it was Oscar nominated. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of which movies I'd already seen. Okay. So I saw the Borat movie. Uh, I saw Emma. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I did see both uh, Soul and Onward. So, and other than that, like, um, I can tell you what I'd already seen. I had that, seen I another that's round it for me. I'd seen another. Oh round yes, another round. We both saw another round. Obviously, um, go listen to our episode yeah, on that yeah. if you haven't. I'd seen another round. I'd seen Defy Bloods. I'd seen Emma. I'd seen Judas and the Black Messiah. I'd seen Love and Monsters. And I'd seen Promising Young Woman already. Oh, yes. Yeah. We oh, both and I'd seen Tenet. Seen I'd seen Tenet already. So Yeah. We've both seen Promising Young Woman. And we yeah. should touch on that at least yeah. briefly. Yes. Um, but I I haven't seen Judas and the Black Messiah. And apparently, like, I heard that it was coming to HBO Max. I'm like, okay, great. I can watch that there. But apparently, it was only like a limited time thing. Like, it was only up there for a month. It's their, now, their thing where they do it at the same time as it's, it's, gone. it's, it's in the theaters. So Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was like that it would leave at, at the end of that because yeah. it's still in theaters right now, but it was only on HBO Max for a month. Right. So I'm like, so now it's not available anywhere else online because it's still in theaters. <laughs> so like I'm hoping it's going to come back online in the next month um, because ooh, otherwise that one could be a bit tricky other than that the only one that i've identified that could be an issue so far um and this is actually pretty good considering in previous years even when everything is normal 
we usually have two or three that we're worried about. It's only one this year, and that is the man who sold his skin, which is, as always, an international feature. Mm-hmm. Um, this one from Tunisia, and it apparently has not had a theatrical release yet. So I'm hoping that when it does get a theatrical release on April 1st, that um, there's going to be some capacity in which we can watch that. Uh, other than that, I think like all this stuff is available either on video de- on demand or on any of the major streaming platforms, which yeah. is quite nice actually. Uh, Cause I, I'm not going to be getting to a theater anytime soon. Right. Um, so yeah, that's fortunate. Yeah. A ton Still- of them, a ton <laughs> of them are from like Netflix. I mean, there's still yeah. a lot of Netflix repping. Yeah. Netflix is really the heavy hitter here. Yeah. Like, uh, as I go down my spreadsheet again, that shows where to watch all these movies. It's just like Netflix, 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 Netflix. There's a couple on Disney Plus. Um, there's a few more on Amazon and Hulu. But Netflix is really, if you had to pick one streaming service to try to watch a bunch of these films, it would be Netflix. Yeah, it's just like so many. Um, they're just all over it. I mean, good for, you know, good for Netflix, I guess. Um, and good, I mean, good for the public in general. Everybody has Netflix these days, so. But, um, or at least access to one. Yeah. They might not have their own. I mean, <laughs> you just got to know someone with an account. But, like, there's been this yeah. <laughs> topic of conversation around the Oscar time, like, the past few years, like, with the streaming services trying to edge their way into, like, the big prestige awards. And uh, I think like there's no better time than this year for them to really prove that they can uh, slug it out with the big dogs. I mean, everyone has to basically find some way of putting their films onto streaming this year or else most people are just not going to be able to see them. Right. uh, Yeah, absolutely. Streaming services are really proving their value right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. They're, you know, this is a big year for them. This is a, I mean, I thought it was like, not last year, because obviously, but the year before, um, wasn't that like supposed to be like, everybody was like, oh, this is Netflix's big year. Uh, what was it? Um, what was that movie that, um, the black and white movie? What am I thinking of? Um, the Quaron movie got yeah. uh, Roma? Roma, yeah. And was everybody, that last year? Well, wasn't that the year? Not last year, because that was, you know, last year, but, um, no. the year before wasn't that um i thought that was like just like it was very recent right that was supposed to be it like was recent it was, that was like considered like the year netflix broke through or whatever and now it's like yeah i mean look at this yeah. it's hard not to think that yeah you're right because now netflix I mean, is everywhere yeah. um mank got 10 nominations and that's a netflix movie i keep forgetting so. that that's a netflix movie so yeah and there's a big difference between you know movies that find their way onto Netflix and ones that they produce themselves, but like they made, or at least like were the ones to premiere like you know Mank, Trial of Chicago Seven, and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, right? Uh, which all have are like among the leaders of uh, nominations this year, right? So it's a big year for Netflix. It's a big year for Amazon Prime Video. And Hulu, I guess, is Nomadland Hulu? I think uh, yeah, one. that's Hulu. Yeah, Nomadland. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so why don't we talk about another animated film that we both watched recently? Uh, Wolfwalkers. Woo! 
both just watched this one today. Yes. Because we're like, we gotta we gotta squeeze one more in before we can record. So we have something to talk about. Yes. And this I think was a good pick. Um and we came up with a themed drink Woo! for this discussion. Matt, you want to talk about this? Yeah, it is called the Wolf Bite, or is it Wolf Spite? I can't remember. Um, either way, it's relevant uh, because it is a it's a drink about a wolf. Think after a wolf. I don't know what more you have to say. The movie's called Wolf Walkers. Um, the movie is about we- basically werewolves, but not you know not really werewolves, but sort of werewolves. Um, yeah. So the drink is just like Midori and absinthe. Um, with some grenadine and Sprite on top. <laughs> and, and it's a shooter. Juice oh yeah. Well. Pineapple yeah. juice. Sorry. I forgot about the pineapple juice and how could I forget? Cause it's actually very key to making it not taste like a nightmare. Um, <laughs> I'm smelling this right now and it is, it just smells like absinthe. Yeah. The absinthe <laughs> is definitely going to be strong because absinthe is overpowering. That's why you use so little of the absinthe in it. Um, right. That's why you can make drinks with an absinthe rinse on the glass and still taste it so strongly, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a shooter. Uh, it looks cool because it's got like green and you get the red at the bottom like because you pour the grenadine in last. And so you get this like green to red fade, which is cool. And it kind of feels like a Halloween drink, but um, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's called the wolf's bite because the bite is the red part, obviously. Um, also, the absinthe is a bite. So why not? So um, <laughs> It's going to be some bite. We should shoot this now. On we drink this? Yeah, All yeah, right. Let's do it. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Up. Um, that was pretty good. It's good, yeah. I like the aftertaste was, of the of the absinthe. Yeah, yeah. That was less harsh than I anticipated, knowing that there was absinthe in it. Yes. Um, I feel like we yeah. both like absinthe, though. So that's not. <laughs> I do. I do very much like absinthe. You know me. Um, but I was still bracing for the the burn there, and it didn't really come. No. So that's a good one. All right. So Wolf Walkers. Um, this is a animated film from what was it Cartoon Studio? What they're called? Yeah, it's um, called. Um, sorry, it's very funny because yes, it's literally just called Cartoon Cartoon Saloon. Cartoon Saloon. That's yeah. it. Cartoon um, Saloon. Um, they made also made Secret of Kells, which you can um, tell. Like if you yeah. if you've seen both of these movies but didn't know they were from the same studio, you would like then realize. <laughs> Yeah, they also made the breadwinner, which was one of the nominees a few years back. Yeah, um, but this like the animation style between all those movies is pretty consistent. But this one especially feels like Secret of Kells. Yeah, because they're back in Ireland again, uh, and the, it's it, it's heavily steeped in like Celtic illuminated manuscript type art. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's it's really beautiful. This is some of like the best animation I've seen in a while, and it's hand drawn, mm-hmm. which I love. It, so much computer generated animation nowadays, um, and it's good computer generated animation. But I love seeing a good hand drawn animated right. film, and yeah. uh, this one is so good. They've got, you know, in addition to having these great set pieces that like look like an old manuscript, like they do all this great stuff with like. Um, where it's like fully symmetrical and stuff. It looks like old medieval drawings, but they've also got a lot of cool stuff they do with like POV shots and also like the spirits of the wolves swirling around and stuff Mm -hmm. that um, is a little more uh, out of the box. Right. So they do it all in this one. It's the animation is absolutely beautiful and the story is pretty fun too. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's probably going to be, I don't know. I haven't seen all of the best animated films yet, but I feel like it's like the most, like the animation style is going to be the most memorable. I mean, just visually, it's going to mm-hmm. look the most memorable, even if the story isn't, doesn't live up to the rest of them. But so far, I haven't seen any evidence that that's the case either. I feel like, I mean, I like this better than Soul, I thought, um, ultimately. Uh, yeah, so I thought it was really good. I loved it. Big fan of werewolves in any form, so I'm here for it. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I mean, the people in this are basically werewolves, but it's like kind of different. Like they don't transform into werewolves, but like when they go to sleep, they're like the spirit. They turn into like their spirit comes out and turns into a wolf, and yeah. then their body just like kind of lays there sleeping. Um, so it's it's really it's cool and unusual, uh, an interesting take on werewolves. And like, of course, you can bite people and turn them into werewolves, which happens sometimes. Right in there, right. making the wolf's bite extremely on brand here. Right. Um, and yeah, I also thought that it was cool. There was like this um, this conflict between the humans and the wolves that was also mirrored in the conflict between the English and the Irish in the film, um, which like the, the big, this, it was set around the time of like the English occupation of Ireland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was a lot of the film was about like the distrust on both sides and like, uh, the conflict there. So, um, I thought it was really cool. Um, a, a neat setting for this kind of story and, um, just a really beautiful film. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just love wolves, you know? I think wolves are super cool. <laughs> and I think that, like, there was, like, this... I, I Every time I think about wolves, like, now it's just like, oh, I'm like, oh, a big puppy. Um, but, like, obviously they're not that. They're, like, very big and mean creatures sometimes. Um, but also they're very pretty. But, like, I I think about how, like, it, you know, and this was, like, the 17th century or whatever. Like, people were just like, if you go outside of the town walls, you might get eaten by wolves. Like, wolves were, like, a big fear in these people's lives. And I'm like, well, I don't have and so like it's just such a different like time to think about how people reacted to wolves because i'm just like oh i want to see a wolf <laughs> um but you know it's like in the village well the village um, it wasn't wolves it were, the, you know the, those things were not just wolves. spoilers um, <laughs> what no not even spoilers you see like those things do not look like wolves this isn't even spoiling like the big twist this is just like those things don't look like wolves what are those things those aren't wolves those are like big scaly <laughs> things with like things on there. I don't know what's going on with those things. All right, but it's the same basic vibe though. It's like don't go into the woods. Yeah, well, there are like some, some very key creature. differences between the themes of the village and the themes of Wolfwalkers. But yes, absolutely. Um, um, yes. Okay. Okay. I'm um, not arguing that. Um, but yes, it is a it is a classic. Don't leave the village because you don't know what will happen to you. Story. Um, complete with the overbearing dad, who's played by a Sean Bean. Um, yeah. Um, that was great yeah. that he made I like I I wouldn't have known that that was him unless I had like seen it before. Oh man, but... come on. Yes, yes you would have. Like this <laughs> this character first of all it sounds like Sean Bean. But second of all, it like smacks of Sean Bean's always character. The like super honorable to the point of being wrong-headed dude. Who, okay, like, yes. you know, like it's just like he's like <laughs> he just wants what's best for his daughter and he cares about following the rules so much that he'll follow the rules to the point of like, it's bad. Like that is Sean Bean's character. That's all he ever does anymore. And Ned Stark is partially to blame, but he got Ned Stark because he was always doing that role beforehand anyway. So 
Like, <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. That I didn't notice that, but like that, I mean, that's probably why he was cast. Yeah, that that's very much his type. Yeah, um, the noble to the point of flaws. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's like his whole thing. Um, um, he, yeah. But he's, you know, he's got he does a nice voice acting job, you know, and his character has a nice arc. I think so. That's cool. Go Sean Bean. Yeah. Um, sometimes his characters don't get a nice arc. Sometimes his characters. No. Sometimes they just die. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know that's okay too. Um, sometimes that works. <laughs> um, Love Sean yeah. Bean in this film. So, and in yeah. any film, it's always great. Yes. Big um, fan of Sean Bean. This, yeah. So, I highly recommend this. Um, I so far it is my favorite of the animated films, and I've only seen onward and um soul so far and but um that's the other yes i I mean those are the only other ones (laughs) right but um you know and those were you know disney and pixar they're they're about what you expect this was something very different um very beautiful and a lot of fun as well. So uh, yeah. highly recommend it. Yeah, it's th- on Apple TV Plus right now. Yeah, that's the what an oddity. Like, who has that? But like, um, I think that it's a it's kind of a shame because I do feel like like Soul or something is gonna win. Um, which is not to say I don't think Soul is good. Like, I I really like Soul, but I do think like you know it has like some certain classic like this is what you expect of Pixar at this point. This does feel like a different movie. It'd be nice to see like a movie with a different animation style that is like interesting win. Um, but that's okay. If Soul wins, there's also important reasons for Soul to win. Um, what I will say is I really liked the one song in this movie, Running with the Wolves. It was like playing at one point. I was like, yeah, I'm into this song. And this song could become a fixation song pretty quickly. I let it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, that that, that song... song- that song played during all the uh, the TV ads for this movie, which I've seen. Yeah. I saw many of at one point in time for some reason. Interesting. Um, I saw none of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, I, there must have been some channel that I kept watching that kept showing ads for this movie. Uh, but it would always show, play that song. And I'm like, oh, that's a good song. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It, it was not nominated, but I feel like it should have been. Right. Um, yeah. Because that. It might not be an original song. I don't know, but right. it was very good. Yeah. Um, so it was good. It's uh, first of all, it was not an original song, by the way. But ah. it, it was it was re-recorded by the artist for the song for the movie. So the artist uh-huh. was called Aurora, and they're a Norwegian singer and songwriter. Um, oh. And they re-recorded it for the purposes of the film. Um, so also it kind of feels Norwegian, which is interesting because like the movie does not feel Norwegian in general. So, but like the song actually that kind of tracks for me. So that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. I also really it's appreciated got that vocal style. Right. I think, um, you know, you know, the Norwegian vocal style, everyone, we all know the Norwegian <laughs> vocal style. Um, I did appreciate that in the movie, like the villain was like Oliver Cromwell. I was like, all right, we're just like doing it. <laughs> the villain is Oliver Cromwell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was reminded of Governor Radcliffe from Pokemon. Yeah, I kept thinking. Of, I think like... I kept thinking of him too. Um, but this literally was Oliver Cromwell. Like I was like, all right, um, <laughs> just like all right, this is a historical fiction piece now. Um, so that was kind of fun. Um, appreciated that. Yeah, I mean the, the movie does have like some pointed historical takes there, um, and it doesn't get too heavy in it, but it is very clearly, you know, sort of trying to draw some parallels and say something about a certain time in history. Yeah. I appreciate that about it. You know, 
it's nice to see a movie with a, some, I don't know what I'm saying here. I'm just saying words. Bit of an edge. Yeah, you know, it's got an edge. Something, That's something a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, not that, I mean, I don't know many people who like go around defending like the legacy of Oliver Cromwell, but like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and if I, I would actually love to meet the people who do that because the I, the Cromwell boys, I, the Cromwell truthers. I have some questions. For, um, <laughs> <laughs> the Cromwell boys. You know what? This just makes me think of Halloween Town. Isn't the, aren't the good characters called the Cromwells in that movie? Um, aren't Are they? <laughs> uh, isn't that like the good guys in the Halloween Town movies? They're like the what and, was Halloween Town trying to tell us? And they're like, they're the, like... <laughs> and they're like the witches and wizards of like this Halloween Town. They're the Cromwells. I'm like that doesn't make sense because Oliver Cromwell was not like whatever. Um, like. <laughs> <laughs> he would not have been on board with the witches and wizards. Let me tell you. Um, yeah. So. I mean, the equivalent of the witches in this film are very much um, uh, marginalized under the this Cromwell-esque characters society. Right. Well, he literally like talk. They talk about witchcraft and stuff. They're like, oh, witchcraft. That's what they call the Wolfwalkers. Um, so yeah, yeah. They're, it's very even much though they're like. They're they're not like they don't choose the life that they're they're given. They're just that's their essential nature. Well, I have some questions the about the the two main wolfwalkers we meet. I don't really know if they. I don't understand because like, do they choose it? I don't know. Those the the two main women like Maeve and her mother. Um, that's true. I, I mean, we we're shown in the movie that you can become a wolfwalker by being bit. But by it seems one. like that. It's. I mean, especially Maeve. She has like always been a wolfwalker. She is just like. That that is a feral <laughs> little girl. She is just like um, I loved love her, her character but, so much, yeah, and that even when she was in like human form, she was like clearly very wolf like. Yeah, you could see it in her like her facial features. Like they, she like they like did it. I don't know what it was supposed to be, but it like looked like she had like a wolf snout at moments. Like you could see it, and like yeah, like it looked like she had like fur on her like legs and stuff, um, but like her feet. That's the beauty of of animated film is that like you can you can get those melding features right. uh, that you would, would be too over the top if you tried to do them in live action. Right. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, really liked it. I, I love Maeve. Loved her character. I mean, I like Robin too. Robin was good, but um, I like Maeve. Robin is obviously our main character. So like shout out to Robin. Um, of course. But of, of course, we identify with the crazy feral uh, character. In general, if there's a feral <laughs> child in a movie, I tend to identify with them. So, um, <laughs> Like, that's my vibe. All right. That's the energy I'm trying to project. So, <laughs> Yeah, so really like this movie. Everyone should watch it. Um, you know, and then, yeah. then learn to love wolves if you don't already. Because wolves are Oh, cool. yes. The wolves were were neat in this film. I love how they were all, they all were identical and they're used to like frame shots often. Mm -hmm. And they're also sometimes like animated as like a wave of creatures, like all coming at once. Yeah, they, they, so they, they sort of moved like, they flowed like water. Like when they would like move across like an entire set piece, they would just like flow. Like it's very interesting. Um, I really liked that. I thought it was interesting that they were all identical. Um, it's sort of like, it's some weird, like, I don't know. It's like kind of spooky to think of them as being identical. And then also subject to the brain control of like these, like two, two redhead ladies. Um, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really want a feral child actually being able to command a pack of wolves at her will. I don't know. That seems scary. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, you're, you're, st you're thinking like the villagers now. Well, That's... like, but like, I still support the wolves and her, like, as long as they're being peaceful, but like, 
you know, like, can you imagine like a, like I can think of some small children. I don't want commanding a pack of wolves. Like imagine if Joffrey Baratheon had, had <laughs> no. commanded a pack of wolves. Uh, we all, okay, we all, they, everyone would be dead. Um, so, you know, I'm just saying that there's some danger in letting children run a pack of wolves. Um, which is why it's good that the mother came back, you know, the mother came back. Teach, though. teach your kids not to command a pack. Of wolves. <laughs> talk to your kids. That's all I'm saying. Talk to your kids today about how they handle their pack of wolves. <laughs> yeah but it was cool and it, they're they're used in a lot of those like really symmetrical shots like there were those scenes in like the wolf hideout where it looked like something out of like batman court of owls or something yes, it was like yeah. this, this court of wolves around them and it's like it's very it's kind of spooky but also really cool it kind of reminded me but like not the same because they're not villains but like like i'm thinking about like the lion king and like the like the hyenas like yeah yeah all those scenes yeah where they all like look the same and they're all just like doing whatever their leader tells them to do um although in the lion king they're like nazi stand-ins so you know a little bit different um (laughs) absolutely (laughs) but um yeah very very different and of course we're talking about the original lion king not the uh inferior live action version where they did away with all those cool looking scenes. Yeah, they thought that would be offensive now. And it's like, but that was actually what made the Lion King interesting. Um Wow, forgot that I saw the live action Lion King <laughs> until you mentioned it. So and I say live action, but like it's not live action. It is actually fully animated. But um It's really not. Um, there's one there's one live action shot in the movie. Really they wanted to tell us about that. Really, you know, in retrospect, I hate that movie more than I did when I first saw it. So that's good. Um, just because of that. Like, seeing this movie, it's like, if you're going to animate a movie, make it look animated. Like, that's the beauty of doing animation. Instead, you use animation to make it look as lifelike as possible. That's not fun. I'm not having a good... We are not having fun yet. Um, no. So, anyway, moving on from The Lion King, because that's a depressing thing to <laughs> I don't know why we had to touch on the Lion King, but we did because and, hyenas you know, and the wolves. In this I movie. won't apologize for it. Um, but yeah, so you haven't watched Onward yet, have you? I have not watched Onward. I want to. Okay. I think. Oh, I don't know. I, I liked it. I think you may like it. It's it's definitely. It's not. Uh, again, it's not like peak Pixar type storytelling, but it's fun. Um, I can't believe it. It is Pixar, right? I can't believe that it's, there are two Pixar movies in one Oscar cycle. Yeah. Well, I, I think that it's, it's partly be just because of the way that things shook out. Yeah. Um, I think that originally, um, at least one of them was going to be released earlier. Like they, they both got kind of fucked up by the pandemic. And they both ended up being released directly to Disney Plus, right? Which was convenient if you had that already, um, because unlike Mulan, they didn't upcharge you to watch these ones. Yeah, that's the thing about Mulan. I have to watch that, and I have to like pay for that. You know what? Don't is it? Is it still on like the the premium watch thing? I thought it was when I checked, and it gave like a date for when it's gonna like. Oh. change um but i was annoyed about it maybe i'm wrong like maybe it's fixed itself by now fixed itself like it was a bug um, <laughs> maybe they've um, fixed that um, those 
Those silly people who put it. Let me see. On there. I'm literally opening it now. Uh, oh no, well, maybe I can just hit play. I think. Yeah, it looks like you can just watch it normally on uh, Disney Plus now, which yeah. is nice. Um, cause I got like, I, I'm looking through all the movies that are on VOD right now and I'm like, Ooh, this is going to be an expensive month for movie watching. And most of them are going to be like pay like $20 VOD. Yeah. They're not going to be, that's like, the thing. They're not going to be like, like those ones where you can pay five ninety nine and rent it, which I'm fine with. They're going to be like 1999 to rent it. I'm like a movie ticket is cheaper. So. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's the thing. They're thinking because like, oh, multiple people will be watching it, that it's um, it makes sense to charge more than a typical ticket price. But some of us are just watching it by ourselves. I'm always I just mean, watching it by myself. Always. I'm assuming at least some of these I'll end up watching with Lauren. But still, it's like, damn, $20 a lot. It's a lot. Fortunately, there's $20 a lot, is a of lot the... to rent a movie. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I know the whole appeal is like, oh, well, you're renting a movie at the same time it's in theaters. But it's like, is it really in theaters? For some of the, us, it's functionally not in theaters because there is not a single movie theater open in my town right now. Well, the thing is, there are <laughs> for me, but it's still not the same. Like when I don't like I will pay like 15, 16 dollars because I fucking live in New York City to like see a movie th in theaters. Because, like, I'm getting, like, the experience of a massive screen and surround sound, like, good quality sound. I'm not getting that at home. I'm getting it yeah. off of my TV with my TV speakers. Like. Oof. Yeah. It's $19.99 for that. Thanks. Um, it's rough. So. But we're going to do it, you know, because that's, that's the dedication that we have. Because that's the way it is. Um, we live in the nightmare zone. <laughs> All right. So is there anything that you're dreading watching from this list this year? Cause I feel like every year there's like at least one that I'm like, Oh God, like why do we have to watch this? Yeah. There are. Uh, so, okay. I mean, let's ignore the fact, I mean, hillbilly elegy. Nobody wants to watch that. Um, <laughs> and, um, that's, that's like the green book of this year where it's like, it'll probably be, like at least competently made didn't green I, book get like that like most more people i think thought green book was at least like competently made like hillbilly elegy has gotten like pretty universally disliked by like pretty much everybody that i trust um interesting but yeah. uh so so in terms of things that i'm like actually dreading there are actually there's more than one that's the thing so hillbilly elegy is sort of up there but I also read the book Hillbilly Elegy because it was like such a big deal. Um, oh, so um, I actually do want to see it just because like I have a thing where if I like if a movie comes out based on a book I've read, I tend to want to see it, even if I didn't particular like I have a lot of problems with the book. Like everybody else who read the book and was like a thinking, you know, you know, it's you know I, I, we don't need to get into the politics of the book, but like you know there are a lot of issues with the book. So I did have those issues, even though I thought it was an interesting read. Um, so I do still want to see the movie though, just because I've read the book and that's just who I am. But um, so so it's hard to say that I'm dreading it because I I I always knew when they announced the movie that I would eventually see it. Um, but there are some things I'm literally dreading watching. One of those is Mank, <laughs> and like I'm sorry, I just like don't want to watch it. Like I my 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 interest in seeing Mank is like so so low. I don't, and it doesn't make sense. It's a David Fincher movie. It has Amanda Seyfried, who I think has been like 
criminally underrated for like most of her career like so like I'm super interested in seeing her in a role that like she's actually getting the attention I think she's always deserved for like you know like there are all of these like reasons that I should want to see this movie and yet it's like a David Fincher movie in black and white and like there's like nothing that appeals to me about that concept so sorry um also I really don't want to watch Eurovision Song Contest I don't want to fucking do it I don't want to sit through that shit like I just that's the one I was thinking of because like I I'm not generally a fan of the Eurovision contest in general but then I was like oh there's a movie about it and it's nominated for best original song yeah cool now we have to watch that and it's like a like it's a fucking what's his name comedy um I can't even think of his fucking will (laughs) I can't even like think like I just like I don't want to do it. It look it doesn't look like my kind of movie. There's not but and of course it's nominated for fucking best original song. It's always a fucking best original song movie. Like it's never yes. like you know I don't want to see Bill Farrell do his comedy thing. I don't want to <laughs> see it. I don't want to do it. God and I don't. I'm not a big Will Farrell person and I'll I'll readily admit that. Like I think he seems like a good guy and I enjoy Elf. But like in general, like I like avoid his type of humor like i'm just like "Mm, you're just like not my type of comedy i like him in the right sort of thing you know elf like you pointed out is a good one old school is good Mm -hmm. but then you've got stuff like like blades of glory most of the stuff that that i like him in is like his older stuff like so like yeah um but like i just like don't like I guess the other thing is that, like, Eurovision, like, while I sort of enjoy, like, it's, like, kind of fun. Like, if I am if I don't have anything else to do that day, like, if it's on, like, it's, like, really fun to watch when that day rolls around. Um, but, like, it already is, like, a comedy show to watch Eurovision. <laughs> so, like, why do we need a movie of, like, like, you can't make Eurovision any campier or any more comedic than it is inherently. Like... So, like, I don't really know why we need this movie. And, like, I'm sure that somebody has seen it and thinks, you know what, you're wrong, Matt. But, like, I just, like, I don't want to watch it. Um, I don't have any desire. It ha- that does sort of seem to be the Will Ferrell formula some of the time. Yeah. Just take something that's inherently silly and then you, like, throw some jokes in there. And it's like, then you got a comedy movie. Yeah. It is. But, like, I just, I don't want it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to do it. Um, I will, but I don't want it. <laughs> so. At least I, like, I can say that, like, it, it's not the thing I'm most looking forward to, but I would so much rather watch Eurovision Song Contest than, like, um, Breakthrough or something like that. Yeah. Because at least, at least I might laugh during this. And, well, like, I'd rather, I'd rather watch a, uh, like a mediocre comedy than some sort of ridiculous religious drama that's just trying way too hard. Well, so we we kind of differ in that in that like a peak comedy to me is religious dramas that are trying too hard. So like like that's like <laughs> sort of like my like sh- like thing to watch as a movie. Like I I love laughing at those sorts of movies. So like that at least had that appeal for me. Um, that's true. So. I just end up yelling too much. And yeah. I, I can't I can't have fun once that starts happening. Yeah, that's fair. But <laughs> no. Um so yeah, I mean like uh, I'm I have my questions about the Pinocchio movie, but it's it's gotten good reviews, so it might be good. It's interesting that Roberto Benini is involved again. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like 
you, ha- you, you had <laughs> your chance must, with Pinocchio. You did it. You did it. He must have some sort of contract out there when like every time Pinocchio is mentioned, Roberto Benini gets a few uh, euros or something. But <laughs> Somebody says the word Pinocchio and Benini just shows up and he's like, did somebody call me? No. They're like, we did it. It is I, Pinocchio. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, like, it'll probably be all right. I'm I'm excited for the Shaun the Sheep movie. You know, that's one of those ones that's you'd think is not going to be good because it's like, oh, another Shaun the Sheep movie. The last one was so good and it got nominated. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one's going to be good, too. Um, But yeah, like the, not a lot of like bad stuff on here this year. I mean, there's no like boss baby. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no boss baby. There's no breakthrough. breakthrough. No Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, I've heard mixed things about Trials of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm also not particularly looking forward to that one either. But yeah, um, but at least I'm not like actively dreading it. You know, yeah. not like I like I am actively dreading the Eurovision movie. That's like definitely like, <laughs> like okay, but. That's okay. I'll get through it. I'll watch it. And I'll probably complain, but that's okay. Life goes on. It's nice It's nice that another round got nominated for both International Feature, like we said it would. Yes. Thank, you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> and also nominated for Directing. That um, is pretty actually cool. pretty cool. Um, I don't think it's going to win Director. Um, but It's got a pretty stacked category, as always. Well, if the Academy knows what's good for them, they'll take the fact that multiple women were nominated and actually give it to one of them. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was a first. To to give another woman a, like, from the one time that a woman has won the Best Directing Oscar. Um, Some. But who knows if the Academy knows what's good for them? I mean, that's a whole other story. Um, (laughs) As we can see from some of the recent Best Picture winners, they sometimes do not. But, right. And they sometimes do. You know, like Parasite won. Last time last time was a great year. Last time so, was a great year. You know what? Remember remember the surprise, like the, the surprise goodness of that? Um, we were all like, wow. <laughs> Parasite winning the Best uh, Picture Oscar was like the last gasp of joy before the pandemic set in. When were the Oscars last year? What date? Um, it was like February, late February. Yeah, so it was like at, it was like right before everything went to hell. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was uh, like two weeks before everything went to hell. Yeah, um, <laughs> wow, so good for the Oscars last year. Um, <laughs> I'm worried about this year, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, I it just like I'm worried that like Mank is gonna win everything. We're all just gonna have to live with that, you know. Well, it's got ten nominations, the most of, by far of any other film. So right. it's going to get a few things. Yeah, but I just don't like need it to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah, so I like it's fine if it doesn't do that. Like that's fine with me. So, um, but I'm not ready to make predictions yet because I haven't seen enough, so I can't. Yeah, we're so far off from predictions. Hopefully, by the time the Oscars come around, we're ready to make some predictions and can put out a prediction show. Right. right now, we're just sort of sort of previewing the lay of the land as we're going to have to attack this so, thing. The only prediction I'd say is that Chadwick Boseman is the front runner. 
for best actor. Oh, <laughs> yes, um, by far. I haven't I think, seen the yeah, movie yet, but I, that's like the only prediction that I can make is that I think it's pretty clear he's the front runner. Um, yeah, I mean, like obviously, anytime there's a deceased actor, the the field will be heavily in their favor. Yeah. But uh, and especially when it's someone who you know was probably going to get one at some point, Chadwick Boseman has like show that he is an Oscar contender and I haven't seen this film, but if it's up to his normal standard, I feel like he's almost certainly. Yeah. It seems it it actually for like a change, it does feel like actually he probably would have gotten a nomination for Ma Rainey's black bottom anyway. I know I haven't seen it, but it's Ma Rainey's black bottom. So I I can't fathom that that movie wasn't already going to be getting Oscar nominations before. Yeah. Well, there was already buzz for his performance before he died. Right. Um, um, so that's definitely, um, it, it would be suitable. Right. I think. So I, I, know, I, not sight unseen. Right. Um, but I do intend to watch it soon. It's like, I'm trying to get through the animated features first, but um, yeah, that's on my short list. Cause yeah. So need to watch it soon. I need to watch a lot of things soon though. So what do I know? <laughs> We need to watch everything soon. Yeah, I've got I've got my uh, my watch list sorted by number of nominations. So I'm gonna try to get like take care of the most of so the watching, nominations like, as quickly. Are you as I are can. we hanging up and you're watching Mank? Is that what's happening? Um, <laughs> yes. As soon as we're done here, yeah. I'm going to watch Mank. Nah, nah, not tonight, but really soon. I mean, I, I definitely want to watch more of the Best Picture ones soon. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're at it, why don't we talk about the only best picture film that I've seen and possibly the only one you've seen as well? I no, think I've seen Judas um, and the Black Messiah. Seen, what, what? Oh, that's true. You told me that. All right. So yeah. the only one that I've seen, uh, Promising Young Woman. Yes. Yeah. I, I like this movie. I, liked I, it a I lot. will say it I is, really enjoyed it. It was not what I expected. Um, the the trailers for this movie were really uh, exciting. Yeah, it looked really dark and bleak. Um, I mean, it was pretty dark of, and bleak, though. <laughs> oh, it, it, it was. It was. It just not in the way that I expected. Yes, I mean, yeah, like yeah. it was obviously like a lot of bleak shit in this movie um, with the subject matter <laughs> that's right. there. Um, and it like the film is all about, you know, the 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 dangers that young women face when they're like out for night out, um, going home with men and whatever, and just like all the creeps that are out there. And I just like it. The, our main character was not the same person that I thought um, we were getting from the trailers. Um, Elaborate. But OK, so like I thought she was going to be going around killing these guys. I also thought she was a murderer. Yeah. I thought thought she was like a dark vigilante. I was like, hell yeah. Um, So like, have you seen American Mary? (laughs) Yes. Uh, I've seen American Mary. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I thought we were getting. Cause something like that. Uh, American Mary, by the way, really good film. Very good. Yeah. Horror movie. Check it out. Directed by the Soska sisters. This movie Um, knew that you thought, that she was doing that though. Like there was that opening scene where she's like doing like her, like her whole scheme. And she like, and basically what she does is just like scare the living shit out of these dudes. So that they'll, 
ideally stop doing it, right? Like, that's what she's yeah. doing. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, there's that scene where she does that and then she's walking, like, she's leaving and she's, like, walking down the street. Is it, like, a snow cone or a hot dog? Whatever it is, it's, like, red. It's, like, either red, like, raspberry juice or, like, ketchup. I can't remember because it's been a lot longer since I've seen this movie than some other movies. Um, and it, like, drips mm-hmm. down, like, her shirt or, like, it's dripping from the thing she's eating. It's supposed to look like blood. Like, that's, like, the idea. And so, like, it knows that, like, you went into the movie thinking that she was, like, murdering these dudes. <laughs> like, um, yeah. and it's like, I almost, I kind of wish. Um, I mean, you know, no right. no offense to the, I mean, full offense to the dudes because they're shitty. But, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's like, uh, like, I like the movie as it was laid out. It was good. But at the same time, you're like, you're kind of like, oh, like I kind of wish that she was killing these guys. Um, And then like, I I don't want to give away too much, but I know for a lot of people, the ending was kind of disappointing and even troubling. Um, I thought the ending, I liked it all right. Uh, I can see why some people have problems with it. And it certainly is not the ending that everyone would be hoping for. It's not but, like a supremely happy ending with, no. like a, with like, you know, and like, yeah, yeah. I, I get that there are some issues with it. I think um, it's supposed to be a black comedy. So we were never going to get a happy, super That's happy true. ending. Um, but I do agree. You know, there are, I, we, there are some arguments to be had in either direction of the ending, I think. Um, so, and I think those are worth having and without, spo- we don't want to spoil things here. So we will not have it here, but like, <laughs> Yeah, I do think there are some some arguments we have there, um, but I did overall like it. I really loved the casting of the shitty dudes. Like, I just I love that so many of them were like sort of like smart casting. Like, just like oh, and I don't want to give away too much, but like I mean, fucking McLovin is one of the shitty dudes. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. He was funny. great. <laughs> his his role was so perfect. Like that that was exactly who they needed to cast for that role. And it's, and I don't want to call it like stunt casting, but it's sort of like like it's like it's definitely like role reversal casting. Like you don't think that like McLovin is going to be playing like like a sta- like a like I mean essentially like he's a rapist. Like you know like that's what you know. Yeah, he's not like somebody he's... who holds somebody down and forcefully does it, but he like is happy to take advantage of people and like that's shitty like that's a real it's the same thing and so like you know it you don't think that that's mclovin's character but it is it's like it's just very smart and some of the other ones are too but that starts to get into spoiler territory but some of them are definitely like reversal of what you expect from that actor and what you know about them so i agree yeah, yeah. i think i know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> i'm sure yes. you do yeah <laughs> um so um also, yeah. best use of Paris Hilton music in a movie ever. <laughs> um, so, not that there's a lot of competition, I'm sure, other than like Repo and Genetic Opera, but like, still, yeah. very okay. good use I of love, Paris Hilton music. I love that we're at the point in history where we're having like people nostalgically dance to a Paris Hilton song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like that definitely is a nostalgic song for me. So, I gotta say. Um, but. Yeah, I thought uh, Adam Brody. Sorry, I'm just thinking about the cast. Seth Cohen from the OC. Like, he's one of the shitty. Like, there's just so many good shitty dudes. Like, like cast that you yeah. don't expect to be, like, the shitty dude in a movie. Like, you like you think of, like, Adam Brody. He's, like, the lovable. Even, like, in um, Ready or Not, he's, like, he's in the shitty family. But he's, like, the lovable one. The one who's going to help her in the end. You know, like, that's, you know, that's who Adam Brody is. And in this movie, it turns out he's, like, a shitty dude. 
Um, just like your average shitty fratty dude. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was just very good. It like it, the the casting was really really smart on a lot of that. And uh, thought yeah. it was there, there was like this cast is actually this cast is actually like crazy deep. Like Alfred Molina's yeah. in this, Clancy Brown, Allison Brie, Laverne Cox, Connie yes. Britton. I yes. mean, just like every like incredible casting for this film yeah. and yeah. Carrie Mulligan of course yes. was amazing yeah yeah so I thought it was I, I quite liked it I really enjoyed it and like a lot of people I'd been like chomping at the bit to see it for a long time and so as soon as it hit that 1999 rental I was like yeah <laughs> I'll yep. pay $20 to watch this movie that I've seen hyped up in trailers <laughs> for over a year now it feels um I believe that's the only film that I've paid the the twenty dollar premium price. So I've done to it see. for a few, and you know some of them are better than others. Um, <laughs> I've done it for some movies that were not worth it. Um, oh no! <laughs> um, but like I've also done it. Like I did it for Love and Monsters, which is an Oscar nominated film. I can't believe that yeah. got an Oscar. No- like I've seen it, and I paid twenty dollars for it, and I was like, <laughs> that is an Oscar nominated film. You say. Can um, you get nominated for like visual effects? Yeah, and it actually there? is deserved for that. Yeah. Um, I paid twenty dollars for that movie, one hundred percent to watch Dylan O'Brien. That was the reason I paid twenty dollars <laughs> for that movie. Um, okay, well that makes sense, yeah, and good for you. Um, but <laughs> also, I paid twenty dollars for Freaky, which was also worth it. So I paid twenty dollars. Oh, movies. oh yeah, Freaky definitely. Yeah. I still need to see it, but I've heard amazing yeah. things. Um, Where was Freaky? Well, was snubbed. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, the best the best visual effects category is often a minefield for like movies that we really don't want to see. Yeah, like there's there's always like a Transformers movie in there or something. And you're like, oh. To be clear, I actually really liked Love and Monsters though. Like I don't like it wasn't mm-hmm. bad even apart from like you know that it, oh, it's yeah. clear it's good like very valid that's the only oscar nomination that it got like it doesn't deserve any others but it was still actually a good movie well that's good but like what i was gonna say is like i feel like this year looking at the visual effects like there's nothing that at least jumps out at me is like oh god well you know why that is because nothing got released (laughs) that's that's true most of those movies got pushed back that's a good point what like we didn't get the transformers that we would have gotten you know Uh, (laughs) You know well. Oh boy! Yeah, Wait for next year's Oscars, the visual effects category. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Oscars nomination. Um, please God, please, I would die. Um, okay, but fair. That that probably should be nominated. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen. I mean, it hasn't come out know, yet. But I'm sure it will be good. It's, I'm sure it's. Apparently, they it almost they had to work to make it an R rating instead of even more. So. Um, <laughs> Ooh. that's how gory it is so you know that's um, exa- it's hard to get an nc-17 off of gore alone so that's really what else? oh be- nudity and sex. Um, so you know what can we talk about the rumor that there's a like they almost had an r-rated or nc-17 mrs doubtfire because i just think we need to revisit <laughs> that <laughs> i really i really don't know whether to believe that or and, not and but... like there were people who were like wow because of the language and it's like no it's not because of the fucking language <laughs> <laughs> like it's a, you don't get an R rating or I mean you might get an R rating for it. You don't get an NC seventeen yes. rating for language. You don't get it. No. That doesn't happen. Robin Williams would have shown his dick in one one version of this movie. Like that's how you get an NC seventeen rating. Like that that version where he, like that scene where he's going to the bathroom, but he's just you're just showing everything. <laughs> they were like this too the, much the kid caters walks in, to the golden like, sh- showers. 
Like, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to think about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But anyway, just speaking of NC seventeen and R rating, so just think, think. I think a lot about that ever since the news broke that they said there was like an NC seventeen cut somewhere, and I was like, hmm, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> so. It would be it would be interesting if such a thing existed. I mean, I, to see I'm, it. I would like to see it. Is what I would say. <laughs> uh, just because I want to know. I don't even like the like. This is a hot take. I don't even love Mrs. Doubtfire to begin with. Like it's like I can take it or leave it. Ooh. But like, um, it's like fine. Like it's fine. But I don't have like a like. For a lot of people, it was like something they grew up watching, and that's why they love it. Like I didn't have that. Um, yeah. And maybe there's an oh, argument okay. for my family not thinking that that was like appropriate. For, like young christian boys to see but like i don't know um i just didn't grow up watching it so i didn't it's, it's like not a thing for me um, it's not my robin williams childhood movie is what i'll say um, <laughs> that's gonna be jumanji and that will always be okay. jumanji um i do love jumanji so good movie and hook right. sorry um anyway <laughs> hook. hook hook is great let's keep going um let's talk about oscars and not matt's wins um well, I mean, I think that's all I have to say about the Oscars this week. Um, there's just like, there's just so much that I've yet to see. Um, and I guess we'll be, we'll be talking more about this in the coming weeks. I actually do have something else I want to say about Oscars. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Emma was better than the two nominations it got. I really liked Emma. I love Oh Emma. yeah. Um, I know some people who thought Emma was like fine, not great. I loved it. I like... I like bought a copy afterwards. I was like, I just really like this. I mean, I love a period piece. I will admit, I love a Jane Austen period mm-hmm. piece romance. Like that's like, my, yes, no, love it. Big fan. Um, I just loved it. I thought it was really good. I thought the I thought the acting was great in that movie, and I'm sad that it didn't. Even, not not that it deserves noms over other things that got nominations for acting. It's like you know what, Emma just had a. It was a rough year for Emma. I think Emma could have done better. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot about Emma. It's kind of funny to think about Emma in the context of this year's awards. Because I watched because, it at, like, the start of the pandemic. Like... <laughs> yeah. I It was one of the last movies I saw in theaters. Yeah. Um, and for a while, it seemed like, well, no other movies are coming out this year. So Emma is, like, the runaway favorite Yeah, for a lot of things, win. yeah. Uh, but it is kind of funny to see it only get the two awards for costume design and makeup and hairstyling, yeah. which obviously it deserves. Yes, those, mean, those like, are, like... The costumes, yeah, yeah. the makeup, and the hairstyling are all really great. extremely on point and this is exactly the kind of movie that normally gets nominated for something but i like really like the screenplay in a book i thought it was very funny yeah. i thought it was really the screenplay, good screenplay the music yeah. the like the acting everything about it was really yeah. good and i'm not normally a big fan of costume dramas lauren obviously yes. is so she <laughs> loved it so we own that movie now but i liked it quite a bit yeah. and i thought it was really well made uh, all the acting was extremely good it was just so funny so yeah it was so funny it, it is surprising funny. to yeah and yeah you're right it was it was very funny which is not something i usually expect but um well it's something you should it, a good Jane Austen movie would be very funny because Jane Austen is hilarious. We get yeah. we get sold incorrectly on who Jane Austen was, but she was I mean, very funny. <laughs> I do I I do you know understand that, but it, it's it's hard to pull off in the execution sometimes. Yes, uh, in the film, but uh, this movie does it really well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's a bit disappointing to see it only get two nominations, but I think that it definitely has a shot in either of those categories 
Ooh. So yeah, I burped, but I would love to see it win Ooh. one of them, just so we can say it's an Oscar-winning film. But um, yes, really, really enjoyed Emma. So I just wanted to put in my my little plug for Emma because I'm sad that I only got two. Um, and now we can move on. All right. Well, before we close out, I wanted to talk about a movie that didn't get nominated for any Oscars, but um, would probably be at the top of my list for horror movies released in the last year. Um, if not number one, certainly close. Uh, Saint Maud, which I just watched recently. Oh my god, so good! That, <laughs> that movie was so 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 good. Um, just I I love just how tight it is. Did you, you know? did you like, did you watch it because of pizza? Did you? <laughs> I did. So yes, I watched. I watched. Well, I more more I got pizza so I could watch yes, it because right, I knew yes, I, yes. I I wanted to watch this movie and it is only available right now on Epics Now, yes. <laughs> which is not a service that I ever had any intent to subscribe to. But there was a free deal with Domino's where if you got a pizza, you get a free month of Epics God, Now. That's such a fucking deal! Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? It's like I was probably going to get pizza at some point anyway. And Domino's so, specifically. You, we love Domino's. Yeah, Domino's could do. sponsor us and we'd be okay with it. We're big Domino's fans. Um, yes, please. Domino's, <laughs> hit us up. Uh, buzzonmovies at gmail.com. <laughs> but we, like, I was, I was going to get pizza anyway, but then I'm like, this just sweetens the deal because I want to watch this movie. And um, I don't know how big a fan I am of Epics now as a platform. Um, I had some video problems while i was watching it on here and also like the way they manage their cue is really strange Did not like yeah not a fan but big fan of the film and glad i got to watch it um it's just like it's really well constructed like i could easily see this movie being a half hour longer and like sort of meandering a bit more but it's so like precise yeah. in everything that it's trying to show right. which is great um, and so the movie's basically about like this used to be a nurse, but had like some horrible accident and now is like an at home caregiver and has had like this big religious revelation where she believes mm -hmm. that God is speaking to her directly. Um, and she is like way out there <laughs> you know? right. and, um, and just about her, trying to deal with this one patient who she believes is it's her duty to save her soul. Yes. Um, and does a lot of crazy shit as a result. She, I mean, uh, that's an understanding. She's like, fully, yeah. <laughs> she's like, this is like religion as mental illness. Like this is like, she is like a mm -hmm. complete lunatic in this movie. Um, and it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah it's a very scary movie um it, it like the this particular depiction of religion is like terrifying religious movies to me it, like religious horror to me is one of the scariest kinds of horror and this one like hit all the all the notes spot on like kind of like the witch does but from a oh, different yeah. standpoint like the witch is all about like a scary devil, like the like the what if Satan was real? Like how scary could he possibly? I am be? that very witch. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is like a very scary version of God. 
You know what I thought about when I was watching this movie? Silence, the 2016 film starring Andrew Garfield. Um, Ooh, yeah, so, good movie. Of, oh my god, fucking great! Really love that movie. Also, so, very under. I mean, I know it like won some awards and stuff, but underappreciated in its in its year. Like, I just really fucking love that movie. It was one of my favorite movies of that year. But um, yeah. Anyway, I thought about it a lot because it was like about like religious fanaticism in the same way, and like like the like sort of like extremes that this can take people to. Um, and so I thought that was like really interesting um, that this movie took it in a horror direction. Obviously, Silence was not a horror film, although at yeah. times it was not pleasant. Um, so oh know. yeah, there was a lot of fucked up shit that yeah. happened in that movie, um, sure. But yeah, this was like, I mean, yeah, it's it was just like a really interesting. Yes, I loved it. I loved it as a take on religion. I loved it as, a, as an exploration of mental illness. Um, I loved the fucking ending, not to give things away, so we won't, but I fucking loved it. Um, that was, like, very upsetting and scarring. And yeah. Um, the ending was so good. <laughs> I love the way it has, like, this sort of transcendent, glorious feeling, and then there's that one quick cut at the end that just sort of sells the whole concept of the movie right there. Mm-hmm. Like the contrast between what you sometimes see and between the reality. Um, right, right. It's very dark and very, like very creepy. Um, what an ending to that movie. And just what a film in general. Uh, Morphid Clark, who plays Maud, is amazing in this so film. So good. Just, She's just so good. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. So I highly recommend it to um, members of our audience who can stand horror. Uh, I watched this with Lauren and while she (laughs) definitely needed a little cool down period afterwards, she was not as terrified as when we watched Hereditary together. So, well, um, it's not as like, it's not the sort of scary that's going to keep you up at night. Like, because it's like most of the, like the horror in this is like, the character that you're following it's like their own design like they are causing their own life horror like they they are doing this themselves like um but but i guess i mean it is also sort of in a lot of ways it has a lot in common possession horror too um obviously so you get some elements of that that are like genuinely spooky um there's like a the the one scene at the end and i really don't want to give away it's not like the very ending but it's before like the very end um like when it goes from like you're so like it goes from like zero to 60 very quickly at one point in the end. She's like visiting the person she's supposed to be taking care of. And like things just like go off. Like I was not expecting that. Like I was like, this was very scary. And I like had spent most of this movie being like in a sense of like dread and tension, but not being like outright scared. And then there's like a moment towards the end where like, it's like, wait, is all of this real? And like the, the devil is actually <laughs> happening and none of this is fake. And I like, I was wrong about what the point of this movie is for like a solid, like four minutes where I'm just like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? <laughs> it delves into like exorcist territory yeah. briefly. Then yeah. I'm like, Oh my yeah. God. And, it, and, it, going and it really does just like, I mean, you, you kind of knew that this movie was obviously going to go somewhere in that direction at some point, but it does really like turn on you in a second. Like, it's like, oh, wow, we're doing this now, and I'm very alarmed and very afraid right now. Um, so, But it's still not like, like I slept afterwards, and it was fine. Um, but it was like very yeah. frightening while I'm watching it, and it's very like, I'm full of dread the whole time I'm watching this movie. But it is not like hereditary, where I'm like, I cannot sleep right now. Like, I like, <laughs> if I look into the corner of my ceiling, I might see my mother like crawling on the ceiling or something. Like, that was like the fear after hereditary. But like, this is not that. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's still it's still in in a way like similar to hereditary like delves into like psychological areas that like uh, are very deeply entrenched in the human experience like religion like family stuff that's on your mind all the time right uh i feel like that makes for really good horror and agreed yeah totally is part of why this is so effective 100 percent agree yeah but yeah check out saint maud uh very good as far as i'm aware only available on epics now right now but if just order yourself a pizza. I don't know. If the pizza deal's still going, just order yourself a pizza. You could also like do a free trial through some. Yeah. Um, but it, the, the free trial it. through other means is only like a week. But um, and your yours from Domino's is what a month. Um, so yeah, that's like a month, and you don't even have to give your credit card information. Well, you have to nice. give it to Domino's, but um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and they probably pass it on. I guess, but um. Well, no, probably not, unless you have a way to cancel. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, let's not go down that rabbit hole. But they, yeah, so the way I did it was just like a week of a free trial. But you can still do that if you haven't done a, a free trial of Epic some other time, um, which I doubt you have, because why would you? So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I had no reason to ever sign up for Epics now before this, no. but uh, it was worth, worth the pizza to <laughs> see this movie. It was worth the pizza. Everything's worth yeah. it. All. <laughs> all right. So, anything else before we close out um, this time? Well, the only other thing I've watched is a Snyder cut. So, you know. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh. Um. I like. I am so torn as to whether to watch it. I'm really not a big DC comic movie fan, so I wasn't eager. I didn't even watch the first Justice League. I'm certainly not inclined to watch this one. I actually saw but... the first one on opening day of theaters. I don't know how that happened. Because I was, <laughs> that was, I think, what I, was that back during, it wasn't Movie Pass. It had to be AMC um, stuff. It had to be the A-list. But, um, yeah. but I definitely saw it on opening day in Union Square, specifically. Um, distinctly remember <laughs> that. Because uh, it was the theater with the with the balcony seating. Um, but. I just, I hated Batman versus Superman. I watched that on an airplane and I still wanted to walk out. I, yeah. So, well, have fun with that. Um, but, <laughs> so I know you feel that way and I, I don't like it either. But one thing I do like about it is just like how overblown it is. Like, I like the concept of being like overblown DC characters because that's sort of what DC is. Um, yeah. So, like, I really like that. And like, there's a certain amount of that on the Snyder Cut that I do appreciate. Um, the Snyder Cut, it's just, like, too fucking long. Good God, it's four <laughs> hours. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I actually did enjoy watching it when I could enjoy watching it and not think I still have two hours of this and I've seen two hours of it. Like, this is insanity. Right. This is madness. This is not meant for human consumption. Like, this is Sparta. The, <gasps> um, well, literally, that is Zack Snyder. Um, but, <laughs> like, and, like, also... I couldn't help but think that like at least like 45 minutes of it probably could have been shaved off if it hadn't been so much slow-mo. I mean, like, right. And, like <laughs> if you just did the whole movie at full speed, you probably would have and, shaved or, off. Or like done a, a like, could, could you have just done like, like, li- like not everything had to have slow-mo. Like not every scene had to have slow-mo. That's my thing. Like you use it too much, Zach. Like, right. Yeah. I do like a lot of what Zack Snyder does. I just feel like he's become 
a little too self-indulgent the last few movies he's made. And Snyder, the and, Snyder Cut is extremely self-indulgent. Like, um, But <laughs> at the same time, I have a lot of problems with a lot of the negative reviews of it that say shit like, well, if it wants to be like Marvel, it's like, well, it doesn't. It clearly doesn't fucking want to be like Marvel. Can we talk about okay, it outside yes. of the context of Marvel for two, like, I don't understand any of this conversation because as a comic book reader, when I pick up a Spider-Man comic, I don't think I'm going to get the same thing as when I pick up a Batman comic. So why am I comparing the two? I don't understand. Like, can we just shut up? Like, they're different things. They are different. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I do hate the idea that like every superhero movie should want to be like Marvel and like your success is based on how close you can hew to that formula. Like some of us are getting a little sick of the whole Marvel thing and would like to see something a little different if we're going to be watching superhero movies all the time anyway. Right. Yes. And that's totally fair, right? Like we want to see some different, but like, Fucking, I, yeah, it just drives me insane. Because, like, half the reviews that are negative mention Marvel. Like, as, like, <laughs> a, like what it should aspire. Like, there was one that was, like, if it wants to achieve the success of Marvel, it needs to try something uplifting and inspiring, too. And I'm, like, well, like, clearly it, like, clearly it doesn't want to do what Marvel wants to do. And the idea that, like, Batman as a character should be uplifting or inspiring yeah. is really wrong-headed. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, you're missing what happen. Batman is like batman is like the definition of grimdark yeah so you're not going to be able to pull off an iron man with batman it just doesn't work it's just not the same it's not the same world and you're not gonna like like it's just like crazy to me like you that's not what you're gonna get and like i get it like nobody especially right now nobody wants to go and watch a movie that is like everything is bleak and there's no hope like people might not want to watch that totally get it but like you can't fault a movie that was made before COVID for like not being the right thing for COVID times. Like, like I, you know, I get it. You want to watch something inspiring right now. You can't blame a movie that was made before COVID for not being inspiring right now. Like hell, some movies that were made after COVID specifically about COVID are not inspiring. Are talking about <laughs> Look at the that fucking songbird movie. Songbird. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, fuck that movie. Um, that movie actually was trying to be uplifting and inspiring though so let's be clear it just failed on that front um because that was just a bad movie but um yeah i don't know so the standard cut is out there it's interesting it's on hbo max i think it's interesting as a as a piece because it's it's, it is like i don't know like are we gonna start seeing movies that get made because it trended on twitter like is that gonna keep happening are we gonna have to look really Um, really hoping we don't get the air cut of suicide squad really you know what you know the biggest problem with an air cut of suicide squad is that steve mnuchin would make more money off of that and i don't fucking want it like we can't have that can't have it um so um, have you seen the trailer for The Suicide Squad? Not yet. Well, but Steely I'm Dan hearing... is heavily featured in it. So <laughs> I did see the the TV bumper where they had the Steely Dan's dirty work yeah, as the soundtrack. That's heavily uh, featured. A lot of people are talking trailer. about now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad when anything comes out that creates a wider appreciation of the Dan. So uh yeah, this is this is promising to me. I'm definitely excited about the Suicide Squad. Um, you know, I'm hearing a lot of talk right now that this is going to be the white boy summer, but I feel like instead this should be the Steely Dan summer guys. Yeah. Let's bring back the Dan. 
I'm totally into Break it Steely out. Dan Summer. Let's do it. Um, Steely Dan Summer, folks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually super into that. Why not? Let's do it. Um, all aboard. We've all gone through many strange musical phases over the past year. Um, yeah, Steely Dan was one of yours, though. Um, <laughs> um, not that that's that a bad one. True. That's like a good one to have, though. So. All right. Well, I may check out... Uh, <laughs> the Zack Snyder cut at some point. Um, I'm, I'm intimidated. Let me tell you. Definitely um, like split it up. Like I watched it all down for four hours. Yeah. It's not fun doing <laughs> for, that. I enjoyed watching the Irishman. But even that felt, you know, long and that was a full hour shorter. It's four. It's literally <laughs> so, over four gonna, hours. It's like four and hours and four minutes. Or that. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So I'm like, I already Batman versus Superman felt too long. And this is longer than that. And I'm like, is it just more of the same thing? This is like, super long. It's like, and it's broken into like six what? narrative chapters. And like, <laughs> the end credits One feature, fear. the end credits are set to a cover of Hallelujah. Like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, man. Like, he can't let go of that song. Well, also, like, stop. Ta- well, yeah, also that. Uh, I forgot about Watchmen. But like, you can't get like you can't stop like you take yourself so fucking se- like that's the biggest like I love taking myself too seriously I will fully <laughs> um, I take myself too seriously all the goddamn time um, but I don't make movies for anybody to watch like I take myself too seriously <laughs> and cry into a glass of bourbon like he takes himself too seriously and we all have to fucking watch it play out on a big screen Zach like. It's just exhausting, and um, and it's become this like thing where like if you criticize like him or the movie, it's like oh, and you don't care about his personal tragedy, and it's like yes, I just fucking accepted he had personal tragedy that took him away from the like I get it, but like Jesus Christ, like you the movie like whatever, it's like Zack Snyder has been turned into a god. You know what? That's why it's interesting. Yeah, um, like when the trailer came out for the Snyder cut. Like some people criticize his use of the song Hallelujah and people are like, well, don't you know that that was his daughter's favorite song and she committed suicide and that's why he did that. It's like, okay, like that's fine, but that doesn't mean that using it in the film or in the trailer is better because of that. Right. Exactly. Because he has that personal connection. It's still like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right. And I haven't seen it in the film, but I know in the trailer, like, it was kind of silly. I want to say <laughs> so. it's not used in the movie, like, in movie. It's just in the credits. Um, okay. But, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, and that was the bit, that became, like, the biggest problem. Like, the conversation around the Snyder Cut became so fucking stupid that it was, like, impossible to have with anybody. Because it was, like, either you're a diehard, diehard Snyder fanboy or, like, you're a Joss Whedon stan anti-Snyder guy. And it's like, well, first of all, fuck Joss Whedon. Can I just say that? Like, I, yes. I don't give a shit about Joss Whedon. I don't like him. I don't want him to do more movies. Zack Snyder seems like an eminently better guy. That doesn't mean I like every movie he puts out. Like, or all of his ideas, right. you know? Um, Jesus. Yeah. It just became so stupid. Just like so many conversations on Twitter become. And all of our conversations have moved to Twitter, especially in the past year. So every conversation is stupid. It's just like there's all of these extremes all the time. And the Snyder Cut just became that. It was like, there is in between here. There's really good 
some good to the Snyder Cut. Justice League as a movie literally didn't make sense. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Why is any of this plot happening? We're missing so many elements. This movie does fill in those gaps. However, there had to be a way to do that in under four hours. Like there just had to be. So <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not t- like uh, telling some sort of metaphysical story here. It's just people in tights fighting each other. Yeah. Like, like there has to be a way to like make that make sense in like two hours right and it's good that we got actually one director's vision because i do not like breaking it up and suddenly joss whedon is directing the movie now i actually agree that that's bad for the movie like that's not a good thing like could we not have just like paused production for a while while Zack snyder dealt with his personal like hello like that would have been the nicer thing to do here instead of taking a guy's work away from him but like, we yeah. didn't then need to give him free reign to do a four-hour cut. Like, yeah, oh. it's it's like the it's like the George Lucas thing again. Like sometimes there's these guys who are like incredibly creative, but they do their best work when there's some sort of constraint there. And when you let them do like whatever they want, you get like a four-hour Snyder cut, or you get Episode One of Star Wars. Or you get the Hobbit trilogy. Like, yeah, I mean, like, even Peter... Well, Peter Jackson, that was, like, a different situation because he wasn't supposed to direct originally. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then, like, trying to make up ground all of a sudden right. rather than, like, not having anyone to tell him no. But right. <laughs> it was similar in a way that it's, like, the whole studio was just, like, Peter Jackson, do whatever you want. And then what we got was not, like, as good as when there was some sort of constraint. Right. Some people just need constraint. They need some somebody overseeing them saying, listen, maybe some of your like indulgences are a bit much. So some people just let need me that. tell you about let me tell you about Peter Jackson though. I watched uh Dead Alive, oh, sure. aka Brain Dead again recently and oh my God. If you haven't seen that and you're a Peter Jackson fan, or you like what he did with Lord of the Rings, check that shit out, because that is wild as hell. (laughs) One of the best zombie movies ever made. I do want to see that. I want to watch it. Oh my god, it's so so bloody. It's really, it's one of the goriest movies ever made. Ooh, that's intriguing. Yeah, it's very fun. There's There's a scene with a lawnmower, and yeah, yeah. Oh no. It's pretty good. Not a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, that's our thought on the <laughs> uh, the Oscar nominations and other things. As always, and um, other yes. Um, but we'll hope we hope you'll follow us along on our journey through the Oscar nominations. Um, it's always a challenge, and this year is probably going to be the biggest challenge of all. But we're going to put in our best effort and we're going to try to keep you updated on how things are going. Give it the old college try. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else do we have to do these days? You know, we're sitting at home anyway. Might as well try to watch some of the best movies to come out in this crazy ass year. Some of. Uh, <laughs> some of. And uh, you, as always, you can find us on social media uh, at Buzzed on Movies on Twitter you can email us buzzedonmovies at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what movies you think should have won, gotten an Oscar nomination and which ones you want us to review first. Ooh. Yeah. Tell us. And, let us know. 
If you like what we're doing, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. As always, we can be found on all the major platforms. And until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Um, sure. Well, well, I guess we'll see you at the movies. Oh, we're not going to the movies. One of these days. <laughs> Once we're all vaccinated, we will see you at the movies. We will. We will.